Thank you, Peyton. Okay. We're going to do something a little different today. And I know, I know some of you came to chapel thinking like, no, Josh, I want to play on my phone all during chapel. Or I want to pretend to talk quietly to my friend next to me while I use a normal voice. Uh, we're not going to do that today, okay? But I do need your help in some things. So this, this is going to require you to participate. And there is a measure of judgment if you don't participate because we're going to be looking around, okay? So this is all about honesty and integrity because we're at Jesus School. So if you have ever told a lie, I'd like you to stand up. Look around. You, I see some people seated. Uh, I'm calling righteous judgment on them. Okay, okay, grab a seat. All you liars, sit down. Okay, thank you. Listen, if you've ever cheated on anything, it could be... Now, listen, I know your faculty members are in here, so they're looking at you right now. But maybe it was, maybe it was something with school. Maybe it was one of those people that, like, you love Harry Potter and you really want to take one of those tests so that you can be in Gryffindor, but your inner Hufflepuff is not allowing you to answer the way you want to. If you've ever cheated on an online, like, dumb survey, whatever. If you've cheated on something, stand up. Seriously. There's faculty up here like, can we admit doing that? I think that's a violation of the Code of Academic Integrity. Okay, sit down. I mean, I know, I know everyone's literally going to stand up for this one, uh, but you will be my people. If you have ever driven over the speed limit, would you please stand up? Yes. Okay, grab a seat. Grab a seat. Now, here's the dangerous part. When you do these kinds of things, not climbing the ladder, even though I'm a little bit nervous. When you do those kinds of things, you set yourself up. (laughs) Yeah. Did y'all see that move or was that just my, like, uh, I'll be contacting Amy Shiro to start working out a little bit more uh, after this. When, when you see people stand up and admit, like, hey, there's times where I've done, I've done some things that are probably, I, probably I shouldn't have done. Like, there's some of us, they're like, cool, it's not just me, okay? Because a lot of times we feel like we're the ones who have messed up. We feel like we're the ones who have fallen short. And if everyone knew all the garbage, all the junk, then we would be met with like condemnation and judgment. There's a story in Luke 19 where it says Jesus is going into Jericho. And as he goes into Jericho, there's this little dude named Zacchaeus who wants to see Jesus. And Jesus is small and there's a big crowd around him. So he can't like just walk up to the front of the line. Okay. And so uh, a lot of people already don't like Zacchaeus because he's a tax collector. And we'll talk about that here in a second. But tax collectors are all, we don't like them. And so uh, Zacchaeus shows some initiative and he climbs what? That's right. Because since you're like two years old, some of you have heard, you know, sung a song about a wee little man. Okay. Zacchaeus climbs the sycamore tree so he can get a glimpse of Jesus. And when Jesus walks by him, it's really cool because in the story it says Jesus looks as Zacchaeus, and he says, Zacchaeus, come down from there. I must go to your house today. Zacchaeus, or Zacchaeus comes down the tree, and he, he connects with Jesus, and it says there's much joy. And then he does something that's unheard of at the time. 
This tax collector says, Jesus, he calls him Lord. He says, Lord, this is what I'm going to do. Half of my possessions, gone. I'm giving them to the poor right away, right now. And then if I've cheated anyone out of anything as a tax collector, I'm going to pay them fourfold what I've cheated them out doing. And Jesus calls him a son of Abraham. And Jesus Jesus honors him. And so when we hear this story, besides being afraid of what I'm going to do on this ladder, and I promise you, after moving a while ago, I don't plan on moving very much right now. uh, Three things stand out to me. Because there's three different groups we're talking about in this story. First are the people. Because when the people, I didn't mention it earlier, but when the people heard Jesus talk to Zacchaeus, do you remember what they said? They got mad. Like, why is he hanging out with this sinner? So if you know anything about tax collectors, again, tax collectors were these people that would uh, take tax for, for Rome, but oftentimes they take more than what they were supposed to. So they, they were pretty wealthy. They, they, they were, were living uh, financially well, but they didn't have a lot of friends. Okay? Earlier in chapter 18, a chapter before, Jesus equates tax collector to pagans. Okay? Uh, and so tax collectors were not looked upon very favorably. No one liked them. Okay? So the crowd right away was like, what is Jesus doing? This guy is scum. He's the, he's the worst of the worst. They definitely were T-Swifting it and like, haters are going to hate. Okay? They were not feeling Zacchaeus whatsoever. Okay? And, they, and they judged Jesus a little bit for it. They thought Jesus was wrong for spending time with Zacchaeus. And then we get to this little guy, Zacchaeus, who would have been like you. Have you ever lied? He would have stood up. Have you ever cheated? He would have stood up. I don't know. He's a small dude. Don't know if he broke the speed limit or not. But he did plenty of things that he shouldn't have done. And he would have been like many of us. He would have stood up and said, listen, there's times in my life where I haven't made the right decision. I haven't done what I should have done. And I've wronged people by that. But what I love about Zacchaeus is the initiative we see. He can't get a glimpse of Jesus because of his stature, his physical stature. So what does he do? He climbs a tree. When have you been so eager to see something that you like elevated your status to like your physical status so that you could get a glimpse of someone or something? I love the fact that he wanted to connect with Jesus in such a way that he was willing to not only climb that sycamore tree, but after talking to Jesus, he was changed. He said, Lord, I'm giving it. I know that what's behind me, what I've done in the past. I shouldn't have done it. So I'm giving half of my wealth away. And the people that I've wronged, the people that I've cheated, I want to make atonement for that. I love his heart. And then we get to the last guy. He's my favorite. Jesus looks at people's hearts. He doesn't care about popularity. He doesn't care about what you're supposed to wear. He doesn't care if, like, it's cool to wear your hat backwards or not. It's cool. I wear my hat backwards all the time. He doesn't care about connecting with the, the in crowd or the popular people. He wants to meet broken people where they are. And he intentionally stops Zacchaeus. And did, did he ask Zacchaeus to invite him to his house? He didn't. He said, Zacchaeus, get down. I must go to your house today. You know Why? Because he had to have that interaction with Zacchaeus. He knew Zacchaeus needed him. And he was willing to meet Zacchaeus where he was. And like we often see in the Gospels, interaction with Jesus changes people. Last week, I talked to one of you. 
had this young man come by my office to just share what was going on in his journey, in his life. And listen, I'm a grown man. But I sat there and I listened to this college student talk about how Jesus had changed his life just because he completely surrendered everything to Christ. And when, when he left, like I, me and the Holy Spirit had a one-on-one right there. Because I said, I want that. I want that fire. I want that passion. I want to be changed. Because I saw the guy's heart in his love for Jesus. Same way we see Zacchaeus change his life because of this encounter for Jesus. So we live in a world of judgment. We live in a world of condemnation. But we, as a body of believers, live in a world where there's redemption, there's love, and there's grace. And those things can change us for the rest of our lives. That kid I talked to last week, that student, his history, I fully believe this, his history has been changed. When he leaves LCU, when he, when he gets married, when he has a family, when he has kids, what he shares with those kids and his wife and their kids, it's different than the guy I knew last, last year. You know why? Because that's what Jesus does. Jesus changed Zacchaeus. It wasn't Zacchaeus that changed Zacchaeus. It was Jesus that changed Zacchaeus. And Jesus changes us today. So stand up, everybody. Earlier you stood up because you did something wrong. I feel real, t- I feel like you, Dr. McDowell. I'm like, man, this, this is what tiny people look like. Okay. <laughs> Earlier you stood up because you did something wrong. You did something that you shouldn't have done. You broke a rule. We all find ourselves in that world. But when we encounter Christ, when we fully surrender, when we get down at what, out of whatever muck we're in and we, we engage Jesus, he changes our hearts, he change, changes our minds, And he changes our lives. Let's go be a people of change this week, okay? Okay? You guys have an awesome day. You're dismissed.